0: In Las Vegas, Friday's this hour joins us. Brad, always good. We're here at the Omni Commitments. Number five, we're celebrating. Mr. LC has the first question. Wants to know, Brad, which is the correct side of the Appy State minus six and a half over Miami of Ohio?
1: Uh, a tough one because Miami-Ohio's down to a third string quarterback, so I mean, it, it's tough betting Miami-Ohio, but I, I would lean that way and it really has, you know, nothing to do with, you know, expectation. Oh, the, the third string guy is going to far exceed expectations. It's, you know, it's supposed to be a really bad weather game, so I expect conservative game plans from both teams. I mean, the total's down to 42 and a half, so. Whenever there's a really low total, I always gravitate towards the underdog more than the favorite. So, Miami Ohio's defense is legit. It's been the best in the MAC the last couple of years. So, lean Miami Ohio. Uh, I did give out the the under yesterday, uh, prior to you know the news about the weather really starting to hit the market.
0: I don't know, Brad, if you buy lottery tickets. I've never bought a lottery ticket, but last year, a year ago, Army Navy had. Total total score been under for what seventeen years in a row, whatever the number was. Brad said you got to go over this time. Only reason he wins this is because he went to overtime. Last week he was telling us, take the over, he got twenty seven and a half. I couldn't get twenty seven and a half. I got eighteen, and the score was seventeen to eleven, Brad. You're you're lit you must have gone to mass or something.
1: Uh it's just, you know, it's too low. So, I mean, it, it you know, it's, it needs a lot to happen for it to go under. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, fortunate there that uh, they decided to take the safety at that one. But uh, uh, I would argue no one should have really lost. I mean, at worst, right. they should have pushed the game. So, if you bet the under, uh, there was 28 and a half available. There's 27 and a half available. There's 28 available. And this is all 24 hours before the kick. So, I thought it was a good lesson uh, for everyone with an isolated game, a big game, to just show the importance of shopping because anybody that made a bet on that total should not have lost. At worst, it should have been a push.
0: I want to ask you, this is something that happened to me. Now, I bet that game, and, again, I, I couldn't get 27.5 on bet, MGM. I got 28. 17-11 was the score. And – my thinking was, well, I lost because it's got to go over because I wasn't betting the actual minus number, right? I was betting the total. So, Brad, immediately it shows up on my app I lost, which I thought, okay, well, I did lose. It wasn't over 28 Next morning, Brett, I get an email from Bet MGM and said, "Sorry, we've corrected your account. That was a push." What is that weird?
1: And that's, and that's kind of inexcusable. And the only college football game on the day, they should have graded <laughs> that immediately as a push, and uh, you just got your money back. And I, again, I, I bet so little it didn't matter. But I just I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't. That, they don't come back and give you your money back. I, I didn't think that was possible. Yeah, any pushes, you get, your, you get your money back, which is fair. Right, right. I just, I've never, again, I got my, I, what, what, I think I got my 20
0: bucks back there, Brad. So I, I was happy. Hawkeye Jason says, Wisconsin LSU feels like a mismatch in favor of LSU. It opened up Tigers' favor by 12 and a half. Now it's down to eight and a half. Your thoughts?
1: I usually follow line moves, but uh, when it comes to bowl games, because it's information based, it's player personnel opting out, you know, or whatnot. Uh, but this is one where I'm, I'm waiting for it to be official that Jaden Daniels isn't going to play. And once that hits the screen and the line drops even further, I like LSU quite a bit. I think Nussmeyer's is a very good backup. Saw that last year. Uh, Wisconsin is depleted at the skill positions, but uh, I, I,
0: I like LSU. And you had a Jaden Daniels uh, Heisman ticket, right?
1: Yep, 20-1 to back in uh, April. So that was a a good result for me and ended up uh, with about 171% ROI on my Heisman uh, portfolio.
0: That's awesome. That is is absolutely fantastic. Notre Dame has lost Sam Hartman. Now, he was gone anyways, but he's not going to play the bowl game. Alt is not going to play. Fisher, the right tackle's not going to play. Estime is not going to play. I'm probably leaving somebody out. How do you factor in Notre Dame with Steve Angeli at quarterback?
1: Uh, I mean, it's, it's going to be tough. Uh, but they're still favored by six and a half. Uh, and so uh, I, I bet Oregon State, it was high as 12 in the market before all this hit. I mean, so there's been certainly an adjustment, but keep in mind, uh, while while Dame has 11 12 guys out as far as starters and even even on uh, you know few guys on defense as well. Oregon State's got 10 or 11 guys out so uh, as far as starters and they have a skeleton crew coaching staff so really tough game to bet. I would I would say now with the current numbers I'd still lean Oregon State. However, I think uh now that we've seen already a significant line movement, probably the best bet is just a live bet the game and just see get a feel for it for the first couple series to see how Angeli looks, to see how the backups look for Oregon State, and then the, the, then jump into it. And I could say that for a lot of these bowl games.
0: Question from John. John's from L.A. And just to repeat, John golfed at Southern Cal, but he's a huge Notre Dame fan where his dad played. He's listening to us from Cabo, though. He's in Cabo on the beach chilling out. He wants to know, Brad, what you think about that Notre Dame A&N opener. They open up against each other in College Station, given Notre Dame now has portal players like Riley Leonard, plus the return of defensive stars Xavier Watts, Howard Cross, Riley Mills, and they also get in the R.J. Oben from Duke, who is a beast defensive end, I know you probably hadn't had time to think about what's going to happen in eight months or whatever, Brad, but any, any early thoughts there?
1: Yeah, I, there's too many, I got to see how A&M's roster fills out. I, I like the Elko hire. I, I like the Colin Klein hire at OC. Yeah, I, I did, do. You know, yeah. there, there's so many transfers out of a and M. I got to see how they build it back up. But I mean, Notre Dame doesn't have a good track record on the road in an atmosphere like that for 30 years. So, uh, I don't know yet. <laughs> I I think it's going to be a relatively short spread. I, I'm just I'm not confident saying Notre Dame minus three or pick or A and M minus three at this point. But I would guess I if I had to make a bet, I would ex- expect it to fall somewhere in between that.
0: So Notre Dame will be a slight favorite, perhaps.
1: Yeah, I mean, I could see him as high as a, you know maybe a three point favorite. But again, I mean, if A and M hits a home run in the portal, then I mean I'm closer to pick or maybe even A and M favorite. I I, I always. Notre Dame hasn't performed well in those types of games. They just haven't uh, throughout history. Uh, I, I can remember, yeah, you know, I was doing this show and t- telling everybody Texas against Notre Dame, and in the season opener, nobody was believing me. Texas won that uh, game in double overtime, uh, but uh, and Notre Dame was a short favorite. So uh, I, I just I got to see how these rosters shake out. Notre Dame still has some work to do. Probably two, three more guys in the portal. So just way too early. I'd be more confident if it was four or five years ago and I didn't have significant roster turnover, uh, but I would be more confident setting a line.
0: Clay, right here in the 615, he's been with us, says, ask Brad about his trip to the Army-Navy game because they facilitated your appearance there.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I, it was something I haven't done ever before. It was the first time I was in Boston, so a little, little bit unique there. I mean, it was tradition of pageantry is what I expected uh you know the flyovers there you know apache helicopters the, I thought i mean I, I've been to probably 100 and some football games that was probably one of the best flyovers I've ever seen uh, you know I, I like little things like I, I like the honoring of uh, the servicemen in between TV timeouts you don't get to see that but when you're at the stadium you do uh, just uh, I don't know kind of remind me what college football all about I mean tradition and pageantry it felt like you know, to, to me and then the weather, <laughs> remarkably, it was supposed to be 52 degrees and sunny and no wind, and it was overcast, uh, mist a little bit, and about 15 mile an hour wind, at least where I was sitting. So, uh, that, that one, uh, coming from Vegas, uh, my, my my blood's a little thinner than what it used to be growing up in Ohio. But, uh, other than that, I mean, it, it kind of took me back to sitting in that Notre Dame stadium for so long, because I had end zone seats. It a similar location to where I sat in Notre Dame stadium for 20 years, so, I don't know, it just took me back to what college football was, me growing up, sitting there, and uh, not all about, you know, everything else that's going on in the sport right now. So, from that aspect, I mean, I, I kind of wanted me, I enjoyed it enough where I want to do it again, and I, I'm at the point where I would like to go to the Army-Navy game every year. Oh, it was that good. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going there to see, you know, uh, you know I'm not seeing Alabama-Michigan talent. But uh, as far as I at least want to take my dad there. I you know I went with a group of guys that I do podcasts and stuff with. But uh, I uh, I, w- I would like to take my dad, but but before you know he can't uh, is not able to go. So at least I want to do that.
0: Yeah, I've I've talked to a lot, I've not been to that game, but I've talked to a lot of people who have been, and they say I, I've yet to hear anybody come back and say they were disappointed.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's so many unique features. I mean, you just don't see, like, uh, they had a presentation, like all these tents outside the stadium and, uh, the the army was putting it. And I mean, you could like, you know, all their gear and stuff, like they take to the, the, you know, to the Middle East and stuff as far as weaponry, whether it's, you know, uh, rocket launchers. Uh, sniper rifles and stuff like that, and have you you know hold it and, and look through the scopes and stuff. I thought that was super cool, to be honest with you, just to see the the equipment that they have. But uh, they, a very respectful crowd. I mean, it's not like an NFL crowd with the it. idiots and drunks. I mean, it was just a good experience, man. I i it's something I I don't get very often, but it's something that, that I'm accustomed to back in the '90s. More Brett
0: Powers. As we continue Friday edition, bar lines from Commitments. Breakfast bar still available if you happen to be around. Free. No, no, no. They don't charge you. Come on in. Get you a bite. Omni Nashville Hotel.
2: Still a bit of traffic volume coming past the airport here through Harmitage-Donaldson on 40 westbound. Still some volume also coming down from the north through Millersville. Not as bad as it was 15 minutes ago uh, through that section of Sumner County on 65 southbound. Still looks pretty good coming in from Bellevue on the west side of Nashville. Looks good right now, 40 east up by Charlotte Pike. Princess Hot Chicken is catering this holiday season. Check out their menu today and order online at princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic.
3: It is the season for all of my favorite treats. Now, where are Grandma's homemade holiday cookies? Hold up. Where are Grandma's cookies? Easy, Joe. Grandma brought something even sweeter this season. Your triple fudge brownies? No, Joey. Holiday instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Made from scratch holiday wins? Grandma, you're a genius. Give the gift of holiday instant games topped with sweet cash prizes.
4: Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Oh, what game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. This is the Greg Fogue and John Burton Show.
5: I'm not surprised,
2: and I think Kevin Byer
4: gets it. Producer Debbie is not happy.
0: Well, she shouldn't be when they ran off Jeff Fisher that no one was happy about that because everybody loved him. It it was all business. He's due
4: $14 million next year, okay? Not going to be on the roster next year. Get something for him. Greg Fogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio.
5: knows all there is to know about Johnny Five Star, and now you can too. It's Bill King.
0: Brad Powers, each Friday with us this hour talking gambling college football etc we just talk the game in general at times as well Brad we were talking on Thursday at Rusty Menzel on three who covers Georgia and is a fantastic recruiting guy and he says the Carson Beck topic is 50-50 meaning return or go What does that mean to Georgia? We know they have dudes everywhere, but Brock Bowers is gone. We assume Led McConkie's gone. Running back, maybe they get the ATN kid from Florida. There's talk that that might be the leading school for him. But how important is Carson Beck returning?
1: Yeah, I mean, you're talking to their power rating at minimum three, four points. Uh, I know it doesn't sound like much, but I mean, that, that can be significant. And that can be, especially with a tougher schedule, be the difference, uh, in a few games. But, uh, you know, I, I would say if it was in the four team era, I would not have Georgia as a playoff team. Now it's 12 teams. I mean, I, I, I think <laughs> it'll be relatively safe getting in for the most part, even with a difficult schedule. So, uh, answer would have been different this year than the, the next year. But yeah, yeah, these guys that I would, I would drop their overall team power rank three, four points. You know, they don't overly rely on a quarterback, but that's how much he'd be important. And, uh, yeah, that, that that would be a tough loss, to say the least.
0: Dylan Rayola, who moved to Georgia to play a senior year in Buford, Georgia, is visiting Nebraska, and the thinking is if he takes that trip, which apparently he's taking that trip, he's going to Nebraska. How big is that?
1: I mean, it's significant for Nebraska just to get, you know, a, a guy of that caliber at that, at the most important spot on, on the team. Right. Uh, I haven't watched a ton of film yet. Uh, if he's an early enrollee, I, I would say my overall thoughts until I saw a spring game. Uh, I would be concerned with a guy that's been committed to three different programs and four different high schools in the course of 28 months. That's just not how I operate as a human being. So, uh, Huge for Nebraska, but <laughs> are they all of a sudden in a, a much more difficult Big Ten, and they can no longer play every you know most of their games against the, the Big Ten West? Uh, they're still up against it. There's still work to do there. How excited or interested are you in watching Devin
0: Brown lead this Buckeye team at quarterback?
1: Uh, I mean, it's going to be an intriguing game. Uh, you know, I. I wasn't a big Kyle McCord fan uh, all season. I just wasn't, didn't see it. And I always, you know, one play can change narratives if he throws a pick and C.J. Brown doesn't drop a, uh, an interception there for Notre Dame. Think about the, the the narratives for both those programs if that doesn't happen, and specifically Kyle McCord. Uh, I, I think it's telling. Uh, it'll be telling to where he ends up. Uh, it's going to be a downgrade from Ohio State program. It's not like he's going to transfer to another elite program. Uh, as far as the game against Missouri, big timeline move we're talking nine points from the open Ohio State open six and a half it's Missouri two and a half I am hearing though that a majority of the Ohio State players are going to play obviously McCord's out Fleming's out but that's the only two that have announced officially out I'm hearing most of the guys are going to play and if that's the case I like Ohio State at the current number plus two and a half Josh down on the
0: Emerald Coast Brad, who do you have winning the FCS? Do you have any favorites there? He said, I've enjoyed watching these games.
1: Well, I mean, South Dakota State, I mean, is the overwhelming favorite. I mean, you don't believe me, they're a 20-point favorite tonight in a semifinal game. 20-point favorite uh, against Albany, and a pretty good Albany team. Uh, but, uh, right. I mean, South Dakota State, for, for those that don't pay attention, I mean, this is one of the better fcs teams in the history of the fcs i mean they're right up there with the, the good north dakota state teams south dakota state hasn't lost a game since they dropped uh, a close loss to iowa in last year's last year's season opener so uh they have one of the longest winning streaks in the history of the fcs they had like 19 starters back from the team that won the national championship last year uh they're looking to close the deal here I, I mean obviously i think they win tonight do i think they cover no i i would lean albany tonight plus the 20 but uh you know, South Dakota State, they're going to have a tough matchup in the championship game, as you'd expect, playing the winner of Montana and North Dakota State. But uh, they're still going to be significantly favored, you know, touchdown plus in that game. So I'd be relatively surprised if the Jackrabbits don't repeat as national champs.
0: Brad, if you were to rank college football teams, FBS teams, but include South Dakota State, where would they land? They would be in the top 40.
1: Wow. Wow. So.
0: That's impressive. Yeah, they're as that's, good as.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean they're as good as any team we've ever seen in the FCS.
0: They're that good, and that that's not a team that if you're looking to schedule somebody to come in and get paid and and roll over and and play dead, that's not who you schedule, right?
1: Yeah, fun, funny <laughs> that they couldn't find a an FBS opponent this year. Uh, somebody was <laughs> thinking and it's also funny North Dakota State couldn't play uh, one, Montana couldn't, Montana State. Those are the four best programs, and then none of the four happened to have an FBS opponent this year.
0: That's probably the way it's going to be too, right?
1: Uh, yeah, probably. Uh, although the interesting one. I mean, I'm already do it, starting to prep for 2024. Colorado plays North Dakota State in next year's opener.
0: Dion with a brand new, just recruited this last week, offensive line and all these other guys against. Wow. We'll how see. About North that? Dakota
1: State just lost their coach to USC, uh, so it might not be a great North Dakota State team, but but we'll see how they can uh, how they build their roster out. But yeah, that one that'd be interesting. Honestly, the game if it was right now, like like say nothing changed. Seems right now, I had to make a power rating on the game. Be close to pick. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> Brad
0: Powers with us. BradPowersports.com. Brad, I tell you what, and we've got time to stretch out here and look into the future, and we'll have plenty of time to do that here in the coming spring months. But, oh, miss. And they're waiting on confirmation, staying a going when it comes to Jackson Dart. But Ole Miss is trending offensively with what they've got back at receiver, what they've got back at running back. Dart returns, if indeed, which I think he probably will. What Lane Kiffin does in the transfer portal, they're not going to take much of a step back, if at all. That, That could be their best offense, and I don't know when.
1: Yeah, and I mean, it looks like they're in on several top prospects in the portal. It looks like they're, they're going all in for a run, a legitimate run, uh, at this. And I mean, hell, I mean, if there was a the playoffs, they'd be in this year. And uh, my expectation at least, I mean, obviously this is the 30,000 foot view. We're so early in the process, but I'd expect them to, to be a favorite to make the playoffs next year. I mean, keep in mind, probably 10 and 2 would, would make it with those SEC schedules. So yeah, I, uh, I'm as of right now. I'm a pretty big believer in what Ole Miss can be next year. How far have you
0: come as a Lane Kiffin critic from Southern Cal tarmac to what he is today?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean he's matured. I mean, certainly think much more of him. I, you know, I looking back and hindsight's always twenty twenty. I mean, I don't think people realize. I mean, SC was the last team to really get hit. In big, Significantly hard by the NCAA. True. I mean, they took 20 to 30 scholarships away. They couldn't go to a bowl game. Uh, I mean, that, that was the last team to really get hit hard. And he had to deal with all that. It wasn't Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll left the right when all that stuff was about to hit. So, uh, yeah, I, do I think he's a national championship coach? No. Do I think he's one of the best offensive minds and continues to be in college football? Yes. I still, you know, as a head coach, he still leaves a little bit to be desired. I look no further than the Mississippi State game, the very last game he coached. I thought, I mean, that, that should have been one where they, they really, you know, considering what Mississippi State had and what was going, they're going through with an interim coach and what Mississippi State was this year and Mississippi State beating Old Miss the year before, that, that should have been a, a much more comfortable win. And, uh, I, I didn't like what I saw from Old Miss, at least in that aspect.
0: But I tell you what, he used to have this kind of boyish, spoiled brat image. Looked like he was always kind of hiding something. hes I will give him credit. He seems to have matured. Brad, that Washington-Alabama game where he looked zoned out, he looked like, well, he looked like he was on something, let's face it gets fired after that game, I don't think he's that same person today.
1: No, I agree with that. You know, he's – I would hope you mature at some point in your 40s. So, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, I would agree with that assessment.
0: I, I remember watching that Washington-Alabama game, and I knew Alabama wouldn't lose because Washington was not going to score. But I just remember thinking, is Lane Kiffin connected to the game that I'm watching? Do you remember sitting there watching that game?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, was, it, it wasn't great. I mean, keep in mind they, they had a big uh, Scarborough run that helped them put away And not, not that it was some great play call. It was more of an outstanding individual effort there.
0: Right. I will
1: say that uh, Washington defense was very talented. They had a couple of 300-pounders on the interior. Look at all the guys they ended up having drafted on the back end. I, I, I think a little bit had to do with Washington's defense was a little underrated. No doubt. Yeah,
0: no no doubt. It's just in that ball game I could tell that the Washington offense was gonna have very little success in that particular matchup. But yeah, and gets fired, doesn't even get to coach the national championship game, and then fast forward to right now, he's making nine million a year and Ole Miss, which is not considered a high end resource school has raised money their collective to get him out there in the portal and absolutely become a beast Brad I mean they're yeah. every Walter Nolan's there right now
1: Yeah they they have but I, I would expect you know these big 10 and SEC schools uh, there to be one or two of these to, to they have the money the TV money's there it's just whether or not they really want to spend it uh looks like they they're going all in so kudos for that they they kind of have to though I will say that I don't want to be overly critical because, I mean, I do think he's one of the best offensive minds in the game, obviously. Uh, I'd like to see a little bit more effort on the high school front. I mean, it seems like he's always defaulting to the portal, and that that can bite you. If you're just relying on portal every year, sometimes it's just not going to work out.
0: Brad Powers, bradpowersports.com. will let you know how you can get your hands on all of his info when it comes to football college and the NFL. And Brad, first year for you, you are not doing basketball. You announced that what? Eight, ten months ago, you were not gonna be publicly giving basketball information.
1: Correct. Yep. And uh I feel pretty good about that. I don't regret <laughs> that decision as of right now. So not at Is all. Is it
0: that that's that's a tough transition because football is your thing and then there's the basketball overlap and you just felt like you could not give it your the attention needed right
1: correct i'm just one guy uh and i i don't rely on other people i i like to originate so uh very tough to originate uh when when there's overlap there and i mean i i guess i could do like a march thing but uh i don't know i I, I, if I have an edge, I'll sell it. If I, I don't believe I have an edge, I'm, I, I don't feel like you know selling it. So, I mean, that's just how I operate. Do
0: you find yourself watching less college basketball just because now?
1: Yeah, I would say so. I mean, I, I might get into it. I might watch a little bit more when I don't have money on it, to be honest with you. so
0: uh, But I haven't
1: watched hardly anything so far. It's all been football. Uh I'm anxious to see what the TV ratings are. Now next year will be fine because it's new as far as the playoff. But uh, I'll, I'll give you a hot take. I think TV ratings will eventually go down for college football in regular season. The urgency won't be there. So, I mean, these games in the regular season will not matter as much. I don't care what anybody can tell me, oh, you're wrong. Alabama and Georgia still be there. I, I don't know. The urgency won't be as much as watching that game, that championship game. Won't be there. Both teams are in the playoffs. Ohio State-Michigan, the urgency won't be there as much. Uh, both teams are in the playoffs, so uh, I don't think people will be watching as much. College basketball, the Exhibit A, when everybody makes a tournament, nobody watches the regular season.
0: Yeah, but in this new contract, they're going to make $2.5 billion as opposed to $700 million, so they don't care. <laughs> yeah, I know. They don't care now. Uh, yeah, I,
1: We'll see. Uh, it's seems interesting to see where the sport's going to head. SEC released
0: their schedules. We knew the teams, but we didn't know the calendar necessarily. And Alabama, Georgia, next year they do play regular season. They're not per- permanent opponents. And it's going to be, I believe, September 28th, ABC National TV primetime. That'll be that'll be a display there at, at uh, Tuscaloosa, at Brian Denning.
1: Yeah, by the most anticipated game of next year, uh, among many. Uh, but, so, yeah, I, it was anxious to see that. I, my biggest takeaway is, you know, when it comes to actionable, I'm anxious to see what the sports books do with these win totals on these teams. You're used to seeing the Alabamas, the Georgias, the Ohio State, the Michigans of the world with 11, you know, at worst 10 and a half, 11 and a half if they're really good. Um, I think you're going to have to shade another half-loss or so on there because the schedules are much more difficult.
0: A couple more minutes of breath as we continue. Omni Nashville Hotel. Commitments. Bar lines.
2: Good morning. I'm looking at a car that has flipped out here in the Antioch area. 24 eastbound, just before you get to Harding Place. It's got traffic pretty slow go as they try to upright this car that flipped again on. 24 eastbound just before Harding Place. Traffic still moving past the airport, just heavy at times. Still coming in from Wilson County, uh, the Mount Julian area, into Hermitage. Uh, Looks pretty good right now. 65 down through Millersville. Princess Hot Chicken is catering this holiday season. Check out that menu today. PrincessHotChicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic.
1: Princess Hot Chicken, Nashville's original hot chicken with three locations serving Middle Tennessee, south on Nolensville Road, 5th and Broad, downtown, and the new location at Tanger Outlet Mall. You can now order your favorite flavor of heat online at princesshotchicken.com. And don't forget dessert, including special holiday pies. Princess Hot Chicken in three locations and princesshotchicken.com. Prince's Hot Chicken, Nashville's original hot
3: chicken.
4: In Tennessee, 967,430 people struggle with hunger, and 295,570 of them are children. That's one in seven who struggle with hunger. In the community, God has blessed our mission to be a healthy food source to those in need so much. By Faith Farm had to create a nonprofit to continue meeting the need in the community on a larger scale. Visit ByFaithFarm.com to get involved. That's ByFaithFarm.com. Brian Dennis Roofing and Construction is asking listeners to please donate a toy to Toys for Tots this holiday season. You can make a difference in the life of a child. This message is brought to you by Brian Dennis Roofing and Construction. Serving up to 45 miles from Nashville with quality and pride since 1994. Specializing in residential and light commercial, storm damage repairs, roofing, cutters, insurance claims, and much more. Call 615-484-1425. 615-484-1425. That's Brian Dennis Roofing and Construction. They're professionals who care.
5: The Bill King Show, originating live from downtown Music City from the Strike and Spare Studios. Call or text the studio now at 615-844-5600. The Bill King
0: Show. Got several questions here, but Brad, when those SEC schedules came out the other day, we were talking about Billy Napier's future. They open up with Miami, That's August 31st. They get A&M. They do get them at home, too. They have Tennessee on the road, but their November schedule, Brad, reads like this. Cocktail party, Georgia, November 2nd, at Texas, then LSU, Ole Miss, and then Florida State. That is not. A schedule, Brad, where when you need to save your job, that is fortuitous.
1: Yeah, I mean, Billy Napier won't be the head coach of Florida in twenty twenty five. I mean, monster favorite at this point. So that's just the a the reality of the situation. They can be a much improved team, which I don't even know if that's going to be the case, uh, considering the, the portal losses for them uh, and the recruiting class falling by the wayside a little bit. So just I don't see a pathway to a bowl game. I really I mean maybe six and six at best, but that's not gonna that's not gonna save your job.
0: Tennessee Shanky down on the Emerald Coast. Brad any bowl game locks for this Saturday. I think there's six bowl games on Saturday as we get started tomorrow.
1: Yeah, I'm not uh big into that you know praise of locks because there, <laughs> yeah. uh, um, there isn't so don't believe me i mean i've i've lost with 24 and a half points of clv before in the games uh 24 and a half points like what that means is i bet i bet something to move 24 and a half points and i still lost uh what would i bet you know i'll be honest with you i think tomorrow is probably a good in-game live betting opportunity because a lot of these have moved significantly a lot of quarterbacks out Uh, If I had to make one bet right now, I'd probably take the Celebration Bowl and lay seven with four to A&M.
0: Larry in North Carolina, who's a big uh, Michigan fan, says, footnote, Sagarin has South Dakota State at 20 if they played in FBS. North Dakota State would be at 54. Montana State would be 66
1: and Montana seventy. Yeah, all legit teams. Four best programs right now. I, I'm anxious to see those would be four that uh I don't think individually would ever make the jump to FBS, but if they were to go together uh, it would be something, you know, all four would go and join a conference together. I could see that. So, uh, they'd be legit. I mean, there's some money in those uh, in, the, in those states because of the flagship schools for the states. People are very passionate about football there. Uh Yeah, I, I'd be anxious to see if they were to eventually jump ship, but... uh Yeah, that's they're legit teams. I mean, so don't just discard it by you know because it's FCS. I mean, you turn on, turn it on. I mean, especially at the line of scrimmage with like the South Dakota States and North Dakota States, the world you're seeing, you know, pretty good players. The NFL draft says that. I mean, these guys get drafted every year out of out of those programs.
0: Is Kalen DeBoer the next star college football coach?
1: That's a good question. Uh, I mean, the results—I mean—are unbelievable, to say the least. Twenty-four and two at Washington. He, I think people fail to realize he inherited a losing team uh, from that—you know—two-year dumpster fire uh, of Jimmy Lake. Uh, I would—I would much rather you ask me that after next year. Uh, obviously, very important data point coming up against Texas. And then I want to see what he does in the Big Ten next year. I I want to see what he does without Michael Penix too. So. Right. uh, Right. I think he's really, really, really good. I think he's a top 10 coach in the country right now. I think maybe some people are surprised by that. But when I, when I think superstar, I think like Urban Meyer type and I, I'm not there yet, obviously.
0: Urban Meyer. Bowling Green, Utah, Florida, to me that was an easy follow. You could just tell. I didn't care what anybody else thought. This guy has got star written all over him, and now he's got this gator job. Watch out. And he won big there. We're not quite there with DeBoer yet, but his resume is phenomenal to date. It's just incredible.
1: Absolutely it is. Uh, I'm anxious to see. Uh, recruiting is not great. <laughs> uh, obviously, yeah, you can overcome that with the portal and stuff. So, but uh, right. they're going to be up again. I mean, Ohio State, Michigan, uh, a little bit different than uh, uh, you know what they're facing the big uh, in the Pac-12. And keep in mind that they're also facing so the, the Oregon's and the USC's from the Pac-12. So, schedule gets a lot more difficult next year. And, and I'll tell anybody. I mean, I think he's awesome. Again, I, I think he's a top-ten coach in college football right now. But Washington won nine games by ten points or less. You change a couple plays in their season. we're not. You don't even ask that question.
0: That's a good point. Brad, we're going to let you run into your Vegas weekend. Tell everybody how they can get your info.
1: Yep, go to BradPowerSports.com, the top of the page, click on the Bill King tab. If you want the bowl issue, that has my confidence contest picks. It has all my bets that I made in all the bowl games. It has, I mean, if you're in a contest that has to pick against the spread in every single bowl game, you can get that right now. You can get it for 20 bucks. Head on over to the website, bradpowersports.com. Click on the bowl game tab. All right, buddy. See you next week. Hey, take care. Enjoy the games.
0: There he is. Brad Powers, Brad Sports. He joins us every Friday talking gambling. Ed, who listens to us down in North Alabama, will be up here after the break. He's got some buddies checking him out on the radio. He's going to join me for this last 10 minutes of hour number three. On a five-hour show, Georgia Dog's about to come up here and hang out. Myrtle Beach, Tom, he's the reason why people are sleeping in this morning because he supplied some goodies up top. Yeah, I mean, it's all on number, number 23 right there is the reason. Next hour, I'm going right to that bar, so tell them not to haul that out. That's where I'm heading, right there. Omni. Yeah, Omni Nashville Hotel for commitment.